The other way in which CBD um, addresses weight management is that it converts white fat to brown fat. And brown fat is more metabolically active. And with that being said, that's another vehicle by which we're able to heighten our metabolism. You're listening to episode 107 of the Fitness Empowerment Podcast, where I interviewed Dr. Karen Pendleton about her research on CBD oil benefits for her latest article in Lola Magazine, aka Ladies of Louisiana. Welcome to, or welcome back to the Fitness Empowerment Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Phillips, and my goal is to empower you to take that next step on your health and fitness journey. As a fitness, health, and lifestyle entrepreneur, I will share with you stories of triumph, struggle, optimism, and empowerment in all aspects of fitness and health from myself and many guests who have overcome the same obstacles you are working through today. Let's dive into today's topic and get you some actionable steps to apply to your journey. Welcome back to the show, everyone. My name is Danny. I am your host, and I am your resource for fitness, food, and travel information. And the purpose of today's episode is to give you, the listener, knowledge of CBD oil benefits and some steps to take to ensure you are purchasing and using a legal form of the cannabis sativa plant. So first off, before we dive into the episode, a couple of announcements. The review of the week from Amazon is going to be from Ashley Tribo, and I want to read this to you guys real quick. If you're not aware, my Healthy Disney Planning Guide is available on Amazon in an ebook form and a paper book form. Still working out the technical difficulties of getting it uploaded to um, an audio form through ACX, but for now, I want to share this for with you. So Ashley Tribo says, "Great read, very informative." Highly recommend this book. Danny did such a great job in getting you prepared to make healthy decisions while on vacation in Disney. It was a super easy read, yet very informative. You can see how much time and research she did in order to make this book perfect. If you are someone that needs a little extra help in making healthier decisions while on a Disney vacation, reading Danny's book is a must. Ashley, thank you so much for this review. I am so excited that you loved this book and you found it easy to read, but still very informative. I really wanted to make it as though I was talking to you through the book. So it's very conversational. So glad you enjoyed it. And I hope that if you are planning a Disney vacation or you know somebody who is, then you will share the link in the show notes with them. Or you can just go on Amazon, search Healthy Disney, not Disney Health, but Healthy Disney, and my book will be the first thing that pops up, so it's kind of cool. And I'm actually planning my next Disney research trip, so I'm very excited about that. And volume two is going to be focused on the boardwalk. So all the restaurants and activities available at the boardwalk, very, very excited about that. 
back to CBD oil and back to Dr. Karen. So Dr. Karen was actually my first interview on the Fitness Empowerment Podcast last year. And she's been on the show multiple times before. So we're not going to dive into what she does on a day-to-day basis because we've covered that before. But I am going to link all the episodes she's been a part of in the show notes below. So definitely check those out so that you can get a better understanding of what she does um, day-to-day and how she helps people. Dr. Karen is a consistent contributor to the Ladies of Louisiana or Lola magazine. And the next edition that comes out will be the March-April edition for 2018. So you guys are getting kind of a sneak preview of what's coming out for her article, which is exciting. You always like to get exclusives. So we're going to talk today about her article, which is all about CBD oil, whether it's a snake oil or not, what the benefits are. And here's a quick summary just of the big talking points that we hit on. And basically what I did was I read the article and then I wanted to ask questions relating to the article. So we dive a lot deeper than just what the article puts out there. So here's what we chatted about today. We talk all about what the difference between hemp oil, CBD, and medicinal marijuana is, how CBD oil can help, quote unquote, a nation of inflammation because that's basically what America is right now. Um, Different benefits, and there's so many, of CBD products, different forms of the product that you can take. We talk about the amendment to the CSA or Controlled Substances Act of 1970 by the Farm Bill in 2018. We discuss hemp seeds in relation to nutrition. We talk about isolates versus full-spectrum CBD oils and what you should consider taking, discussions of different compounds of CBD, how terpenes fit into CBD knowledge. We do a brief overview of the ECS or the endocannabinoid system in the human body and so much more. So without further delay, let's dive in to this interview. Dr. Karen, welcome back to the podcast. How are you? I'm so glad to be here, Danny. Thanks for inviting me back. I feel like I'm back home. Right? I know. I think you, next to myself, have been on this podcast more than anybody else. Well, I'm honored. Thank you so much, Danny. You're Thank welcome. You. You're welcome. Well, I'm going to refer everyone back to our previous episodes from 2018, but we are going to do some rapid fire questions so that everybody new can get to know you. How does that sound? I'm right here for you. Awesome. First question, where were you born and raised? So I was born, um, as my sweetheart, Dr. Jack Ward would say, on government territory and not in Florida. <laughs> I was born at Eglin Air Force Base in um, Florida near Destin, Wal- you know, Fort Walton Beach area. Beautiful. And where do you live now? I live now in Shreveport, Louisiana, where I still have my only parent, my mother, Barbara Chocolate Pendleton. My dad's in heaven. And I'm back to where I grew up and went to high school and grade school and got married and just uh, glad to be home. Perfect. And what are your daily non-negotiables? My daily non-negotiables are um, 15 minutes of cat time in the morning. Yay. Gotta have her for baby time. That's exactly right. And um, my other non-negotiable would be prayer in the shower. I love that. Shower is such a, what's the word? It's like calming and it, oh, I was listening to a podcast this morning. They were talking about how being in the shower kind of like washes the stress away. 
Maybe that's it. I get my my prayer in, kind of like my meditation, although I do have another formal way in which I meditate in the morning. But um, I get real creative after I say those prayers. Beautiful. Mm Mm-hmm. Favorite hobby outside of work? Well, you know me. I love Orange Theory Fitness or just in general, um, you know, body movement, which is one of um, our 10 tenets in our practice that we share with um, patients and members of my ASI Dr. Karen membership, as well as family and friends. But the the exercise form that I have really um, just, gosh, embraced totally is Orange Theory Fitness. I guess it's because I understand the, the nuance and the theory, if you will, behind um, what Ellen Latham, the founder of the, the whole program, uh, came up with. But I, I just feel great when I'm there. Perfect. And I was going to ask you favorite type of fitness, but I think we already answered that one. So give me another hobby outside of fitness. What's something you enjoy doing in your spare time that's not exercise? So I love to, I'm a foodie and whiny, and I like to um, have food and wine with uh, my loved ones. I enjoy spending quality time with Dr. Jack Ward, my significant other and business partner, along with uh, some of my dot sisters here in Shreveport. We're part of uh, Polka Dot Powerhouse, which is a group of dynamic no drama, networking, uplifting women, and you're one of them. And out of all of the ladies in our organization, you know you're my favorite. <gasps> don't I, tell anybody else. <laughs> well, I, have, I don't have anything to hide, my love, and I think people know that. Oh, well, I'm honored. <laughs> okay, then favorite type of food. We know you love food and wine. What's your favorite type? So whenever we travel, um, and even, you know, when we're here in the city of Shreveport, we always love to um, take in the health benefits and the flavors and spices and aromas of Thai food. Mm. You were just telling me that you found a Thai restaurant in Orlando that you ate at three times in five days. (laughs) On your vacation. So that's brand loyalty, and then there, mm-hmm. it's, it's taste bud loyalty, too, for real. <laughs> Absolutely. Find something you love, and you stick with it. For Perfect. sure. Dream travel destination. Australia. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Me, too. Got to get there. I know. <laughs> you saw how quick I, I came you, to you that. You knew. You knew. Yes. Last drink you grabbed out of the fridge. The last drink I grabbed out of the refrigerator was a kombucha. Ooh, what flavor? My favorite flavor is the super roots. So that encompasses turmeric and obviously uh, beet and ginger. And um, my favorite uh, kombucha is out of Austin, Texas. It's Buddha's Brew. Okay, I was going to ask. So it's out of Texas. Mm-hmm. I Austin. wonder if they do factory tours. You know, they need to. They should. We need Road to trip. take a trip to Austin. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, a last book or podcast that you read or listened to that you would recommend? So yours on um, the financial health, the money piece. You listened to that episode? Yes. Oh, good. That was, this is hard to put out there. And at the same time, it feels very, like you get more committed to your goals when you tell other people about them. So now mm-hmm. I'm thinking, okay, I just put out all my budgeting and all my goals. Now everybody listening needs to hold me accountable. So now that will happen and you know, you'll, you'll be on, on task. But the other book besides your Disney planning, um, book, I, uh, finished Michelle Obama's book becoming, oh, mm-hmm. how was it? Well, you know, I, I have the book and I have a couple of first editions. I don't have it signed by her. I, I hope to maybe in the future, but I, um, I'm one to, travel around the city and I don't like to listen, you know, always to, you know, network, um, 
uh, you know, news programs uh, or the constant radio songs, you know, Ariana Grande and Halsey <laughs> and everybody. I love their songs, but after the third or fourth time, it gets old. So I like to listen to my books unabridged through Audible. So I listen to her book that way. And um, as you know, she was a narrator. So I felt like she was telling me her story over those 30 some hours of listening. 30 some, 30 it hours? Seemed like it, oh, it wow. seemed like 30 hours. Well, maybe. That's a lengthy audiobook. Yeah, maybe it Excellent. was 17 and, you know, with me interrupting and going back <laughs> and it seemed like 30. Wonderful. We'll tag that in the show notes. <laughs> what is exciting for you right now? What's exciting for me right now is committing myself and uh, organizing myself to do more writing and more speaking. Okay. That's exciting. Mm -hmm. And we'll dive into that in a little bit. What are you grateful for today? I'm grateful today to feel better. Uh, for those who know my voice, you can tell I'm a little nasally. I came back after my trip um, and I got an upper respiratory tract infection, a little cold. But I'm grateful that I'm feeling better and that I'm here with you today. Absolutely. If, if anybody doesn't know you, you sound like you've not been sick. So you must have done some excellent resting yesterday to make sure that you could be here today. You told me to. And then, of course, <laughs> I, I have embraced uh, what we're going to talk about as it relates to the cannabinoids. Um, what a yes. segue. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that's perfect. That ends the rapid fire question round. And we're going to jump into CBD. So the point of this interview today is to discuss the science of CBD oil, you have written an article, and it's actually going to be in the Lola magazine, and is that March, the March edition. And so we're talking about whether it's a beneficial oil or if it's a snake oil. So what are the, what's the good, the bad, the ugly? How do we determine whether we should consider it in our health and whatnot? So jump into this and give us an overview of this article, and then we'll dive into some questions to give everybody a the best understanding possible. Well, first of all, I've been intrigued with um, the CBD oil um, for the last year or so, kind of looking at it and trying to understand the difference between it and medicinal marijuana, which in our state of Louisiana is uh, legal. Um, and in fact, uh, we're just waiting on the first plant of marijuana, the cannabis itself, to um, come to fruition as it relates to growth patterns. Um, but on the other hand, uh, there is CBD oil. It comes from a different strain of the same plant, cannabis sativa. But uh, like I said, I've just been kind of wrapping my head around a lot of information and really strategically and more concentrated over the last three months. You know, I attended a conference, um, also had a, an opportunity to witness a, a webinar on uh, the phytocannabinoids. But I think that my real interest stemmed in the multitude of benefits. You know, we as a nation or a world, but I live in this nation, I can speak to the fact that we are a nation of inflammation. And most of our disorders, diseases, what have you, stem in inflammation. And so with that being said, given our practice at Paradox relates to lifestyle um, medicine practices, I see a lot of individuals walking through our doors that if we could address inflammation in a very um, concentrated method with, you know, good opportunity to use more clean, less 
big pharma kind of products, if you will, then I think that we would really impact that individual's um, health and wellness and really speak to generational health. So with that, I just made it my business to um, research this because I'm very evidence-based in how I practice. And I always want to make sure that what I introduced into the practice is something that I've benefited from uh, or done my own little personal um, clinical trial before I really introduce it to family and then friends and then, of course, my patient population or my membership. Mm -hmm. So you are doing your own little clinical trial right now on the CBD. So I feel that um, the reason why I'm able to sit here before you and not just linger in the bed like uh, I usually do with a bad cold in February or whatever <laughs> month it might be mm -hmm. um, is the fact that I really um, just increase my dose of my uh, own intake of CBD in the form of a soft gel. But we'll talk about forms and methodologies. Okay. And just out of curiosity, how long have you been taking a CBD oil and like how long did it take to see the benefits of that? So I'm always one to like love to start on the first or the 15th or the last day of the month. No, I'm really a first of the month. Or So Friday, February 1st was the first time in which I incorporated that into my regimen. And um, basically I am um, I can tell that um, I'm sleeping a little bit better. I can tell that um, I don't have as I'm I'm a very Type A individual, and so my my anxiety to perform. I still want to perform. Don't get me wrong at the high level that I always do, but I don't feel so very overwhelmed. I think also there can be some other factors that can speak to why that is, but. I just wanted to make sure that um, I can speak um, very strongly on the fact that my anxiety is less uh, and I'm sleeping better. And I just happen to have caught a cold, but I guess you can't fight all those bugs that are on an airplane and mm -mm. being around a lot of children at um, in Orlando. Definitely. And the weather changes in Louisiana. One day it's in the 60s and the next it's in the 30s and mm -hmm. you just mm -hmm. never know. Mm -hmm. I'm sure mm -hmm. we're not the only place in the U.S. that's like that. But I'm real thankful to, to the fact that I am really surprised that in 24 hours I'm feeling better. Yeah, I I wasn't, I had faith in you when you said, I'll be there on Wednesday when we, I heard from you on Monday, but I was like, wow, is she really going to get better over the, over whatever she has in one day? So I, I was kind of shocked. Like I believed you, but I was still like, is it possible? <laughs> Usually it takes people three, four, five days, maybe a week. Mm -hmm. So I'm impressed. I'm already impressed. Well, thank you. I, I can say that uh, that's my story. Um, I'm, I've, plan to uh, continue our little personal clinical trial with my partner, Dr. Ward, um, and some other close family members. Um, in fact, that's the plan. Awesome. Well, then diving into some more benefits, can you give us an overview so that if anybody's on the fence of why it's important to consider this, let's talk about the different types of benefits that a full spectrum CBD product includes, and then we can go into some more uh, definitions and differences between things. But let's start with those benefits. That way everybody listening gets a good idea of yeah. what they potentially could expect. Well, the the title of the article for the Lola Magazine March issue, I should say, is um, CBD oil, colon, is it a beneficial oil versus snake oil? Snake oil meaning, gosh, can this oil 
really accomplish all of these benefits. And indeed, as you understand the body and the fact that we have a system in the body, and we'll get into those details uh, shortly, um, it makes quality sense that this CBD oil is as phenomenal as it's stated to be. And the benefits include the fact that it is an oil that can help with inflammation. And like I said, most diseases or disorders are steeped in inflammation. It can help with pain. It can help uh, obviously with certain entities as it relates to brain health. So that could be anxiety, depression. It speaks to um, memory. It speaks to uh, obviously our sleep patterns. And when we talk uh, additionally about mental health, we can say, state that the CBD oil has an effect on post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD. Um, going further, um, I was fascinated by the fact that it has benefits as it relates to weight management. And when I say weight management, I'm really speaking about weight loss and maintenance. I did not know that this particular oil factored into other, you know, wonderful lifestyle practices has the benefit of uh, allowing an individual to reach their weight um, goals. Um, CBD oils speak to increasing the formation of new bone, so it can help decrease the risk of osteoporosis. Ooh, that's it, huge as we grow older. Exactly, exactly. Um, CBD oils uh, can also be very effective in individuals, and particularly pediatric patients or, you know, young children that have um, epilepsy or another word for seizures. It can also help with uh, spasmodic issues. Uh, so it's anti-spasmodic. It helps with spasms. When we talk about um, other health benefits, it can relate to controlling our cholesterol levels. And some other intriguing benefits of CBD oil, given that my first half marathon was in support of the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation, uh, CBD oil, again, it addresses inflammation, and inflammation in the gut can um, really translate to either Crohn's disease or irritable bowel syndrome. So um, those individuals, I think, could really benefit from uh, using CBD oils. And finally, when we talk about kind of some garden variety issues in health, it can help with cholesterol levels and normalizing blood sugar and insulin levels. But uh, also fascinating to me, besides the, the weight loss, uh, is its um, influence on our reproductive and sexual health. So you see, it's just pretty broad. And can this really be true? Yes. I was going to say, that is the question, I think so many people want the answer to that as it's at least in my mind it's been so not like i haven't even looked at it in the realm of possibilities as something that i would want to add into my regimen because it was not legal for a very long time in certain ways and we think marijuana is thc it's illegal mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so now that it's coming into play is what's the difference between cbd and hemp and thc and how much can i have and if i have this certain thing how do i tell if it's good for me or if i'm allowed to have it and i know there's we live in a military town and there's so many you know drug tests and urinalysis and things like that so how do we understand enough about a product to make sure that it is safe for us to use. So I guess the first place we should start is the question of what is the difference between hemp and CBD and THC? Can you prove, can you help us out with that? For sure. And these are all excellent questions, Danny. Um, first of all, understand that 
um, with any plant species, you've got different strains. So the plant is called Cannabis sativa, and Cannabis sativa has a strain that will develop into a very bushy plant um, with those characteristic kind of um, leaves that really speak to the cannabis uh, or the drug, the one that has more THC. So that's that strain. And then the hemp um, strain of the cannabis sativa plant is a tall, um, lanky um, bush that uh, has very characteristic leaves that look like, you know, its cousin, if you will. <laughs> and that's called industrial hemp. That's the correct term. There's hemp, which we really are meaning industrial hemp, that spans the, um, you know, the duration of time, if you will, you know, eight to 10,000 years ago, it was recognized and used for its um, industrial, or should I say fiber use. Um, we know that hemp, uh, we can see it in so many forms. So again, marijuana is the cannabis plant. Hemp, industrial hemp to be exact, is industrial hemp, all coming from the cannabis sativa plant. So when we analyze THC, we know that the great majority of the compounds that we call cannabinoids or cannabinoids are very heavily weighted in the THC compound, usually about 30%. When we look at industrial hemp, that plant has compounds or cannabinoids that are mostly CBD, but there is a little bit of THC that can be in that plant. And legally, that industrial hemp plant can only have the amount of THC to the tune of 0.3%. A very Any, small amount. Exactly. Almost negligible, but, mm -hmm. you know, we, we have to characterize the, uh, the, the, uh, the, the percentage, I should say. So I hope that that's pretty clear that, um, you know, they come from the same plant, but it's a different strain. And the combination of the compounds uh, vary tremendously from one plant to the other. The plant that has the most THC or the cannabis, the drug itself, that particular compound is what causes the psychoactive um, properties of that particular, um, you know, strain of that, that plant. The industrial hemp, the CBD, does not, and let me say that again, does not have the psychoactive uh, qualities. Hey, are you struggling with finding the time to make or buy healthy meals for yourself and your family? Trust me, I get it. I am swamped with running back and forth across town during the day, going client to client and not having a second to myself until I get home at night. And honestly, by the time I get home, I do not want to plan a meal or go out to the store for ingredients and then come home and make dinner for myself and my husband. This is why I order healthy organic meals from Caspiana Catering every week. So each week, Jessica Comages and her team put together a beautiful menu of super nutrition meals that include things like vegan entrees, seafood entrees, rainbow veggie spiral salads, protein breakfast porridge, nourishing glow bowls, and then my favorite, the super seed chocolate almond butter raw bar. I know, 
It sounds amazing. It is. <laughs> These meals are packed with organic foods and micronutrients that will fuel your day, but without the guilt, I promise. Now, if you're interested in saving some time and boosting your health, then head on over to caspianacatering.com and use the code DANNY15, D-A-N-Y-E-1-5, to save 15% on your first order. Side note, these meals are only available in Shreveport, Bossier, Louisiana, and you must get your orders in by Saturday for Monday pickup or delivery. I can't wait to see what you get, and I hope you enjoy. Are you a Disney fan, but you're kind of stressing a little bit because there is so much to do before you go, you don't even know how you're gonna handle it all, and you're just already thinking about how much you're gonna accidentally indulge on all of those magical goodies and then come home and have to probably diet? Come on, I know you don't want that. I don't want that for you. I don't want that for anyone. Not my friends, not my family, not my clients. Nobody needs that. And I figured out the right way to plan your Disney vacation to include just enough health and fitness to make sure that you come home without feeling guilty about the magical vacation you had and feeling like you need to diet. My brand new Healthy Disney ebook is now available on Amazon in Kindle or ebook format as well as paper book, paperback format. So I'm really excited to share that with you. It'll be available in audio version as well soon, but I do highly recommend the paperback version. It's really quite like a workbook. There's a ton of activities in there that really take you through mindset and figuring out how to handle objections and talking to the rest of the people that are going on vacation with you and figuring out your workout strategy and how to have some of the fun magical foods, but then make sure you get some of the healthy stuff in there too. So if you're interested, head on over to Amazon or there will be a link in the show notes below and just type in healthy Disney and you'll see a picture of me flexing next to Pluto. So click on that ebook. All right. I hope you enjoy it. And I can't wait to hear what you think. So, so that 0.3% that could be in there is not enough to bring forth the psychoactive piece. Not at all. Okay. That's really good information to know. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we have the difference now between hemp and CBD and THC, and it sounds more like hemp and CBD are pretty much one in one. Exactly. Correct? Yeah. Okay, so in December of 2018, President Trump signed into law the 2018 Farm Bill that's legalizing hemp. Can you touch on that bill a little bit and how it amends the CSA or Controlled Substances Act of 1970? So we're very fortunate that... Um, we had some lawmakers, um, Mitch McConnell from Kentucky, who on the Senate side um, uh, presented this this bill that was um, passed through the Senate and obviously through the House prior, um, and submitted this uh, law um, to President Trump's um, desk, and he signed it on December 20th, 2018. And what this has done is allowed for industrial hemp to be legal in all 50 states, whereas before the CSA, the Controlled Substances Act of 1970, defined hemp along with marijuana, one and the same, and they are not, as being illegal and a Schedule One dr drug. So in other words, we have five levels of scheduled drugs with the, the lower number being the most controlled. So hemp, i.e. industrial hemp and marijuana, cannabis, were packaged together, if you will, in thought, 
uh, and therefore they were together scheduled as a Schedule One drug, which is the highest level of control, and that was uh, ratified by the um, the Controlled Substances Act of 1970. So now with this new 2018 Farm Bill, this has released um, the CBD, the industrial hemp, to be legal in all 50 states. Still, there are certain regulations as it relates to those who are growing it that have to be met, but there again, uh, it is not scheduled. Okay, and we will link to the Controlled Substances Act and the Farm Bill in the show notes. So if you want to read up more on that information, we will have that linked below. Mm -hmm. Now, out of curiosity, this is not on the questions, but when we go to buy hemp seeds from the store because we're using it in cooking or baking, have we ever had to be concerned about that? Is that something that we're going to see more of simply because of this act? Do you have anything to say on that? So hemp that's derived from the seeds is a nutritional um, product, and it's not been regulated. Um, the industrial hemp that comes either from the flower or the leaf um, is what we're talking about, with the flower having the most concentration of CBD and its cousins, if you will, or, you know, the other CBD um, components. Okay, so nobody needs to worry about purchasing hemp seeds from the store. Do you still receive some of the same or similar benefits from hemp seeds as you do from hemp and CBD oil? No. no. Okay. Um, good to know. Yeah. The hemp seeds give nutritional value in the form of essential fatty acids. Um, but when it comes to these properties that CBD from the flower or the uh, leaf, uh, that's a different um, compound. Okay. Awesome. Thank mm -hmm. you for making that mm -hmm. distinction. Mm -hmm. So there, we talked about this ratio of CBD to THC. Uh, and there's, you know, about 0.3% at max, it seems, in the CBD or hemp oil. So can you, is there always a ratio? Can you have one without the other? So in some products um, that are considered isolates of CBD, you can have 99.99% um, straight CBD without any real negligible or measurable amounts of THC. So for all intents and purposes, the, that product is considered, you know, THC free. So, but the other spectrum is that there are some products that are definitely legal because by definition, by the federal government, that particular CBD product only has 0.3% or less of THC. Okay, awesome. Now, we talk about isolates of CBD and then full-spectrum CBD. Can you explain the difference between the two? So, when we talk about an isolate of CBD, um, I qualified that by saying that there's negligible, if any, um, of the THC in that product. Um, what happens is when we are wanting to use CBD in an isolate form, it calls to mind the fact that the dose has to be higher. And the higher the dose of that particular isolate of CBD to, you know, accomplish whatever um, the ailment may be, that puts a lot of burden on the liver. And when we talk about higher doses, because with an isolate, that's the way it has to be, there could be some drug interaction if that particular person is on, you know, another kind of prescriptive element. 
Now with the CBD uh, full spectrum, you're getting the benefits of other phytocannabinoids. So you've got, you know, your other CBDs like your CBG and your CBDN um, and some of the other compounds that contribute to what we call the entourage um, effect. Whereas the combination of all these phytocannabinoids are helping um, to accomplish an end goal but you can't really expect that to occur with just a single cannabinoid by itself. So it's like it takes a village. Okay. And, okay, so different compounds. We've got CBDA, CBG, CBGA, CBC, CBCA. <laughs> An alphabet, right? What are, what are all these alphabet letters? What, are they, what exactly do they mean? And what, is, like, what does it mean to the consumer when they see that on a package? What's the difference between all of these compounds? So when we talk about that cannabis sativa plant that makes those two strains, well, the, the number one and number two components in that plant, when we talk about strains, would be THC or CBD. Under CBD, you have lesser, um, but still within the same strain of that particular um, phytocannabinoid. So there are lesser degrees of, um, of cannabinoid um, elements that together, as I mentioned, uh, really um, drive the end result of, you know, less pain, less inflammation. So they're lesser uh, family members, if you will. I hate to say it that way, but they are. <laughs> so what would be the most, if we want as, as many of those benefits that we mentioned earlier, what would be the ideal compound to to go to? You definitely want a full spectrum where we're talking about CBD, the A and the CBC and the CBCA. And the, so at least a good three to five uh, of those compounds along with um, big sister, if you will, CBD. Mm -hmm. um, and what also gives the product a little bit more oomph or um, bioavailability to the body, to those receptors that we'll talk about uh, are the terpenes. And terpenes are also phyto cannabinoids. Phyto meaning plant, cannabinoid or cannabinoid being CBD. Um, terpenes give the product um, its aromatic or flavorful uh, properties. So um, they also help to uh, allow the body to absorb and utilize the um, various CBDs in, in a full spectrum CBD product to their fullest um, max. So Terpenes also add to the entourage effect. Okay, sounds good. Mm -hmm. Next, let's get a brief overview of the endocannabinoid system, or ECS. So how do cannabinoids imitate endocannabinoids, and why is that important for us to know? So, you know, when I went to medical school at Tulane, and even now, I don't think they teach this as much, and... But, you know, it's only been realized since, I guess, the 1940s. Um, I'll have to double check myself on that, that date. But the endocannabinoid system is a system that is very ubiquitous in our bodies. And we have receptors. Think of like a, a lock and key mechanism where, a, you know, a, a a nutritional uh, compound, a drug um, interacts or hormone interacts with receptors that are on every cell, tissue, gland, organ in our body. So we have the endocannabinoid or endocannabinoid system, the ES 
the ECS, excuse me, uh, system throughout our body. And so we have our own endogenous, meaning within our own body, we have our own endogenous cannabinoids that help to speak to our body's um, homeostasis, its balance, whether we're talking brain, heart, um, immune system, reproductive systems, sexual system. Um, so when those are out of kilter, when typically they're deficient or um, they're not able to engage at those receptors, the um, cannabinoids that we can take in the form of CBD full spectrum products can fill the gap or fill that void and uh, interact with those receptors and do what they do at the receptor, whether it's to cause activation or if it's uh, to cause, you know, acceleration or inhibition, whatever is needed in that particular cell tissue gland organ in the body. So we have two receptors. Um, we have CB1 and CB2 receptors um, throughout our bodies. Concentrated in the brain are the CB1 receptors and concentrated in the periphery and mostly in our immune system are the CB2 receptors. Okay. Now we're saying endogenous meaning in the internal, body. right? Mm -hmm. So would it be safe to say then that the hemp oil or the CBD oil we take from outside, that would be exogenous mm -hmm. type of CBD? Yes. Or Okay. Very cool. So that's really cool to know that we have this means what that product provides already internally but if we're in the same level in the same way maybe that we take a multivitamin we're not getting all the vitamins and nutrients we need so if we're missing something and we're not seeing those benefits internally this is something that can help it's a supplement would you say yes okay cool yeah. <laughs> that makes sense i, I mm -hmm. like your lock and key metaphor that's good mm -hmm. um so how does cbd stimulation of cb receptors increase metabolism and potentially shrink fat cells. I'm sure that's a big one for people. I know. I couldn't believe it until I researched it. I mean, <laughs> of course I believed it, but I wanted to know the mechanism because that's how I think. Um, so what happens with um, cannabinoids that uh, interface with our CB2 and CB1 uh, receptors is that every cell Within our cells, we have what are called organelles. And there's this really cool organelle called the mitochondria. Mm -hmm. And the mitochondria are considered the powerhouses of the cell. So what CBD does is that it stimulates two things. The production of more mitochondria in the cell, as well as to increase its activity. So that speaks to revving up one's metabolism. The other way in which CBD um, addresses weight management is that it converts white fat to brown fat. And brown fat is more metabolically active. And with that being said, that's another vehicle by which we're able to heighten our metabolism. I love that. And anybody who's on a weight loss journey or a maintenance journey is going to love hearing that. Yes, but they also have to incorporate that healthy lifestyle I practice. was just going to yes, ask. You, you can't say. just take the CBD <laughs> and, you know, eat, you know, fast food, processed foods and not move your body. It is a, it's harmony. It's, it's our entourage effect. I love that. Absolutely. I mean, I, you, ha you said it right before I could ask. I was, I was going to say, I know the answer to this question, but <laughs> well, can you add this into your lifestyle without changing anything else and expect to see a change? You know, of course you can't. No, maybe one day. I know, but I don't know if I would like it that way. Uh, I enjoy moving, you know, no question, Danny. Oh, goodness. I know we've talked about terp 
Ter- ter- terpenes. Terpenes. Mm-hmm. All right. All this new terminology. I know, and you're so, doing well. <laughs> thank you. So can we just quickly go over again um, the definition of terpenes and the entourage effect just for reiteration? Sure. Again, we've got several compounds that are considered phyto, meaning plant-based sources of cannabinoids or cannabinoids, however you want to say it, tomato, tomato, uh, one of which is CBD and CBD's cousins, you know, with the other alphabets, CBG, <laughs> CBC, blah, blah, blah. And then the other phytocannabinoid is a terpene. And terpenes are organic compounds, uh, as I stated, that are considered hydrocarbons. And they're found in the essential oil of the plant. And um, the plant being, again, the cannabis sativa. And what it does is it, in its own self, the terpene is considered also a phytocannabinoid. And its additional um, benefit in the whole entourage effect is that it serves to allow the body to absorb more quickly and more efficiently the CBD. So it helps with the bioavailability of that particular uh, compound CBD. Awesome. Okay, thank you. Now, what is the difference in extracting the CBD oil from either the flowers or the leaves? So it all has to do with the potency of the product or the the compound itself, the uh, CBD oil, and you get more um, of a a good variety and a, a more potent amount of the CBD from the flower. You can still get some from the um from the leaf. Of course, the seeds don't give you that. That that gives you more of the nutritional essential fatty acids. And the stalk, uh, there's not much there. And in fact, um, that's typically not, that's where you might find a little bit more of the THC. So that's not where you want to um, get um, the CBD from. Is that similar to, say, if you took a rose and you were trying to extract rose oil from the petals, you would get more out of the petals than you would from the leaves or the stalk? Perfect analogy. Perfect. Mm -hmm. I love it when I'm like connecting Mm -hmm. the dots here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So you mentioned in the article, and for anybody listening, if you haven't read the article, I highly encourage you to do so because a lot of these questions and the discussion is based off of what is written in the article. So definitely go check that out. It will be linked below as well. But you mentioned an informed healthcare provider should be able to determine if a company does a third-party testing. So how do we determine if that company is doing the third-party testing, and then how do we determine if it's valid, and how do we interpret those results? I know that's a lot of questions in one. (laughs) It's all good. It's all good. Well, first of all, um, the consumer has to really be savvy, and whoever's out there that can do that, I tip my hat off to you, but I'm also here to help you because it is a um, process in which you really have to know what's going on behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. So there are a lot of companies out there because CBD is so hot now, right? Mm -hmm. That are jumping on that wave and they're not as credible. You know, it's all about capitalism for some and not necessarily um, for the benefit of the society. So um, the the need to weed out those credible versus um, unscrupulous companies is uh, the biggest task that one will ever meet. And you can't always depend on a product that's sitting on on the shelf because there you're not going to get a lot of information on the label. Some you will, but some you may have to uh, either call the company or um, 
just go on their website and see if you can decipher what you may need to decipher. Number one, the company definitely needs to do third-party testing. That makes it more objective, but you got to make sure that that third-party testing lab doesn't have the same address as the company. Mm. That's unscrupulous, right? <laughs> it is. What a bias. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once you're able to understand that it is truly a third-party tester, you need to be able to have available to you what is considered the certificate of analysis. We call it the COA. And you have to be able to know how to read that, right? Oh, so goodness. the certificate <laughs> of analysis looks to uh, breaking down what is in the product. Number one, what the concentration or potency is. If it says it's, you know, 10 milligrams per drop, is that what's being delivered when you take the drop or the soft gel or the spray or the edible? Because, you know, we're, we're probably going to talk about the forms of, of how you can deliver CBD to your body. So number one, potency and concentration, synonymous terms. Number two, if it's an isolate, does it show that it's an isolate? Is the only thing that, that's reading on the analysis CBD? That's good that if that's what it's labeled as, as an isolate. Again, isolates, you require a lot more of the dose to get the same result, putting more burden on your liver and more um, potential drug interaction. If it's full spectrum, which is my preference, you want to make sure that you're seeing all of the CBDs that are there and their quantity in percentage-wise. Um, number three, you want to make sure that when you're reading the certificate of analysis that the company makes um, evidence that there's no contaminants in the mm. product. And, and because CBD or the, the plant itself is a, what we call a bioaccumulator. So whatever is in the soil will be in the plant itself and i.e. the flower. So you want to make sure that this product is free of pesticides, herbicides, heavy metals, certain um, infectious um, agents like, you know, mold and fungi, bacteria. And you also want to make sure that there aren't any um, caustic chemicals that may be uh, residual from the whole extraction process. So that's a lot, right? That is. I mean, could you imagine reading a certificate and seeing that there's mold in the product that you're going to take? I imagine actually that's probably happens more often than we like to know. I think that's true, but I think the big misconception that the consumer may encounter is the potency. Okay. Why do you think? Because, you know, you've, we're from Louisiana. We don't like watered-down gumbo. And, <laughs> you know, people people will serve you, you know, this rich, you know, delicious gumbo, and there's hardly any shrimp in it, right? Mm, tragedy. Right, right. <laughs> if that's what you like in your gumbo. <laughs> so could we expect then to go into a store, maybe a health food store, for example, find a CBD product, and the store owner should be able to show us that certificate of authenticity? Um, a wise buyer would ask for one. Or analysis, rather. Well, I knew what you meant. Yeah. <laughs> COA. Yeah, the COA they've got. But, I mean, hopefully the store owner has done that research for you. Mm-hmm. You can't rely on that, but they should have something to provide to say, this is what we found, so this is, you know, please feel free to do your own research, but this is the research we did to feel comfortable selling it in our store. Exactly. Now I want to go ask every store around here. I know, right? <laughs> have you done that? Mm-hmm. You have. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So do you happen to have any that you do or don't recommend? Um, I never like to look at the glass half empty, just half full. So with that analogy, what I'm saying is um, I 
like to make recommendations for a physician-directed company that um, possesses three quality CBD products. Okay. We'll put any information that we can in the show notes so that you guys can take a look at that. Um, Now, when it comes to our shopping, what are the different kinds of CBD products that we can look for that are out there right now? My goodness, it's, you know, CBD, I mean, they even have restaurants in New York that have CBD-infused cuisines, you know, Um, and you brought to my attention that there are some, um, I guess they're... um, there are certain food companies that uh, you have run across that possess um, spices that have infusion of CBD. Mm-hmm. But let me get traditional and then I'll get exotic. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, your CBD can come in a tincture or a drop that you can put under the tongue. We call that sublingual. Uh, you can have soft gels uh, where it's strictly the CBD or uh, CBD that's enhanced with fish oils because that, just like the terpenes, ha- help with bioavailability of the CBD. You have nasal spray. You have topicals, whether it's a salve or or an ointment, um, particularly for um, what we call neurotropic um, pain or just pain in a location on the body. Or if there's a a skin disorder, I mentioned benefits of CBD. I I failed to mention that there are certain skin disorders, i.e. inflammation, you know, again, the big umbrella, Mm -hmm. but, you know, psoriasis, um, just a rash, um, eczema. Um, So you've got, um, you know, the the salves and and ointments that can address pain or skin disorders. You also have edibles. So edibles can be, you know, gummies, although I don't really like to um, recommend gummies because of, you know, because I'm the daughter of a dentist, (laughs) unless you're going to brush your teeth after you have your gummy. So do they usually come with sugar in them? Ah, they do. <laughs> or Sevy, I guess. Mm. Yeah. Um, but you also can see, again, uh, it infused in beverages like kombucha, teas, coffees. There's, um, there's a beer company, um, out in California, just, you know, Lagunitas and I think another one that they have their hops that are infused with CBD. All right, so we need to take a kombucha trip to Austin and a CBD trip to California. I know, right? <laughs> I really want to go to the source. I want to go to a farm. Yeah, that would be so cool. Mm-hmm. Well, kind of like a field day, field day, or yeah. You know. Well, when we find one, we'll I have know. to go do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The you know, and that's the other thing with the certificate of authenticity or the certificate of analysis. You want to. I I'd like to make sure that the products are U.S. based. There's nothing wrong with those coming from Europe or Canada, but made in America, I think um, we have a little bit more control over some of those contaminants, if you will, uh, from the farmers um, here. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, some of the major farms are in Kentucky and Oregon, in Colorado. Um, the well, I was going to deviate and say that where where the cannabis plant is being grown in Louisiana, but that's more for medicinal marijuana, is at the Pennington Research Lab in Baton Rouge. Okay. But that's for the medicinal marijuana, which you know that's a different element altogether, a different strain. Right. But um, I yeah, if they give tours. I know, right? <laughs> I'll we'll find out. I'll just mm-hmm. stop there on my way home to visit my parents next mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> say, guess what I did on my yeah. way home today? I mean. It would be just cool to learn. Yeah. I think I, and I've also seen um, that CBD oil uh, has been infused in things like butter. 
Really? Yeah. I've seen it infused into bath bombs. I haven't tried yeah. it yet. Those are some thank expensive you. Yes. bath bombs. Yeah, they like 10 bucks yeah. a bath bomb. <laughs> so, yeah, th- thank you for reminding me of, of that. And then there are also CBD products that are designed for the veterinary world, for, you know, our, our really? fur babies. Oh, mm-hmm. I mean, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Yeah, they have yeah. People would spend like a do. lot of money on their pets. Well, you know we do. I know. I've, I've done it. <laughs> and one of the most effective forms is vaporization vaping really mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. so in the same way like e-cigarette mm-hmm. type yes how interesting mm-hmm. and that's more effective or you get a more concentrated dose or i mean do you know um actually it's pretty on par with sublingual drops um, maybe a little bit more rapid in its um delivery okay do you know what maybe an average serving size is like for the the vaping, no, just in general, like what a good starting maybe... a good starting dose would be anywhere from ten to forty milligrams a day. Okay, for pediatric uh, young young children, uh, it would be based on weight. And I have um, someone that's looking at um, having their child take CBD for anxiety, and um, typically the dose is 0.2 milligrams per kilogram. 0.2 milligrams per, per kilogram. kilogram. Sounds really small. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess for a growing child, it might need to be small. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what kind of resources can everybody listening look for as far as where to find the right types of CBD products and maybe the newest research coming out? So there's always you and me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I'm sure you'll give those types of contact informations. Well, yeah. And throw, oops, throw those in there now. Like where can we get in touch with you and connect with you when it comes to your content and the information you're putting out? Well, there, um, if you're not local, obviously uh, a website, um, and that website is paradoxonline.com. And you can email me at drkaren at paradoxonline.com. And that doctor would be D-R-K-A-R-E-N at P-A-I-R-O-D-O-C-O-N-L-I-N-E dot com. But then again, um, what I have found to be a good reputable source would be the ministryofhemp.com. Oh, Okay. The Ministry of Hemp, like, I don't know, the Ministry of Magic. <laughs> you and your Disney. You were talking about Harry Potter earlier. I know. <laughs> That's all I could think. The Ministry, ministry of, of Hemp. hemp. <laughs> it sounds so out there. I don't know. The Ministry of Muggles. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> and we have not had any THC yeah, today. No, we haven't. Just, Just coffee and, and water. water. Mm-hmm. And I each other. I haven't had any kombucha. My I goodness. know. <laughs> No, that's great. Okay, so you're getting most of your resource and updates from ministryofhemp.com. <laughs> you're killing me. Sorry. I think it's .com. It could be .org, but I'm pretty sure it's .com. I'm sure if you Google yes, Ministry yes. of Hemp, it'll pop yes, up. Yes, yes. Okay, any other places? Um, just in, you know, talking with colleagues who are on the same page as it relates to knowledge base. i uh, got a couple of contacts um, in Chicago and in Philadelphia. Um, but most of this has been, you know, my own reading and my own personal, um, you know, experience with the product. Um, I definitely, uh, have found that the product 
out of Designs for Health, which is a, a nutraceutical slash, um, you know, that means supplement company that I've been dealing with since 2005. So we have a 14-year history. That's where the great majority of my products that I take personally and make available to my patients or members of the Asi Dr. Karen membership are able to retrieve, you know, um, their, their supplements and Designs for Health, they now have three products that I definitely uh, feel meet all of the qualities and um, qualities, yeah, I should say, of the COA that um, obviously is available there. Okay, so other than that, where else? I know you're you're pretty active on your Instagram, so what what is that for everybody? Um, so for, for, I have two. We have Paradox Shreveport. On Instagram and we have Dr. Karen one of course one because mm-hmm. <laughs> there's another Dr. Karen no d-r-k-a-r-e-n and the numeral one and then paradox report um I think you all know how to spell that um and, and then of course yeah and all the same on Facebook right? yes Facebook perfect mm-hmm. all that will be linked in the show notes below and then Go ahead. I just want you know I'm a history buff if I hadn't gone to medical school I would have um probably taught history. Um, but I I just, like I said, you know, this, this particular plant, uh, and particularly hemp, um, has a a history almost as rich as Jesus. No, (laughs) never as rich as Jesus, but it goes back, you know, eight to 10,000 years. Um, and you know, individuals who either grew it or used it were people that we, uh, revere in history, you know, people like, um, Cleopatra, Pliny the Elder. I really like Pliny. He was a, a, a Roman uh, writer, but I know him also uh, as the name of a, a beer out of the Russian River uh, Valley in California. But um, yes, Cleopatra, Pliny the Elder, um, obviously um, George Washington and Thomas Jefferson uh, were um, avid users or growers of industrial hemp. It can be used for its CBD. It can be used for, you know, fibers, uh, which speak to clothing or industrial rugs. Um, You can make bricks out of it. It's a good insulator. You can feed masses of people on the seeds. Um, You can also use it uh, for biodegradable plastics. I mean, it's got a multifactorial kind of um, usage. So it's a one, it's a fabulous plant that just got a bad rap back in 1937 with the Marijuana Tax Act. I could go on and on. Like I said, I'm a history buff. So dilly dilly, there you go. Awesome. Well, that's, it's super cool. I'm glad to see this is, you know, making a a comeback and kind of a turnaround. And there's a a very distinct differentiation between what is allowed and what is not allowed Mm -hmm. and what the benefits are for what is allowed. And, you know, it's not just something that is, was illegal and is becoming legal. It's something that is really and truly beneficial to the human body. And for a lot of different reasons. So I'm excited that, this article is coming out and we're going to be able to share with the world everything that we are bringing, helping bring to light through this. So thank you so much. It's been my pleasure. And um, I'm here to, to help guide anyone and everyone because I really feel f- very fortunate that I have this knowledge base under wraps and that I'm already benefiting from the product and some of my loved ones are too. So I want the best for you out there. 
Beautiful. Well, last question before we hop off here today. This podcast is all about fitness, food, and travel. Travel, not necessarily meaning a vacation, but how do we maintain that balance of a really busy schedule and lifestyle? So what would be your one tip or one recommendation or one resource for somebody who wants to take that next step on their health and fitness journey today? The next step that I would take um, or advocate for someone on that path would be to make attention to self-care. Beautiful. Keep it simple. Mm -hmm. Start with you. Mm -hmm. All right. Thank you, Dr. Karen. My pleasure, Danny. I'm just so happy to be back with you today. Love it. Likewise. Thank you, Dr. Karen. This was so much information, and I love that you were able to break it down so that anybody listening can understand and relate back to the article and then share it out with their friends and family and anybody interested with a better knowledge and explanation. A brief summary of what we've talked about. I want you to know that we are here to provide the resources for you. So use this episode as a resource and listen to it as many times and read the article as many times as you need to. If you are out of the state of Louisiana and you cannot access an article from the actual magazine from a local store here, then head over to readlola.com and you can actually get a subscription to this magazine and have it mailed to your home. So you don't have to miss out even if you're not local. Do your research. This is your first step in research if you are listening to this podcast, but make sure that you are going to places like the ministryofhemp.com and using Google to its fullest advantages and talking to store owners and making sure that you are continuously educating yourself. Don't assume that a store that's selling CBD products has done their proper research. Ask for a COA or certificate of analysis to show that third-party testing and make sure that the third-party testing site is not the same address of the company that is actually producing the CBD oil product. Now I want to hear from you and so does Dr. Karen. So have you used CBD products? Let us know your thoughts and your experience by sending an email to danny at the dietdoc.com or tag us with your thoughts on Instagram or your story at Danny Phillips or at Dr. Karen one or at paradox Shreveport. If you found this episode informative, then do me a favor and screenshot it and share it on your social media and tag us so that we know you are enjoying this show. What's coming up next? Well, there's actually a lot. And as we gear up towards the last four weeks of this first 12 week year that I've put together, gosh, there really is just so much, but we're kind of racing to the finish line. It's kind of cool the way I've set up this 12 week year I really do feel like I'm trying to finish up these last couple of goals and I have this pressure on to finish things up so that I can take a little bit of a break instead of saying, oh, you know what, I'll just push it to my next 12 weeks or the next quarter or I'll get it done later in the year. I'm really making this push to make sure that some of these bigger goals are getting accomplished. Now, I do have some very fun interviews coming up, some that I've already recorded and some that are in the works. So. I had an interview with Miss Louisiana 2018, Miss Holly Conway, and we talk all about inspiring and motivating women all over Louisiana and the US and really the world. She has a ton of cool things on her plate. She's got an incredible story. Her parents are 
were extremely motivating and it's just fun to see the different path that she took because she did not have a plan to become Miss Louisiana when she started. She had no desire to do any pageant work. So it's really fun to see how her story unfolded and how she has followed what has felt good and felt like that was God's will to be done. So I'm excited to share that with you next week. I'm also gonna start talking a lot about planning on a budget for Disney with yours truly because I'm doing a lot of budgeting this year. If you listen to my finance episode in my financial fitness episode a couple of weeks ago, I'll be doing probably a monthly update on that to share with you how I am getting out of debt, but how I'm still able to save and plan trips to Disney and do fun things and not feel like I'm just so restricted all the time. So I wanna share that with you because I understand that Disney and travel and vacations in general can be pricey, but there is a way to do it on a budget. So I'll be sharing that with you. I've got an interview coming up with another Disney podcaster. His name is Brian Ripper of the All About the Mouse podcast. So I'm really excited for that interview. He's actually, I think it was this weekend, he did the a Half Princess Marathon down at Disney. That was the Half Princess Marathon weekend. So he's going to share with us how he you know, felt about the run and how he incorporated that into his lifestyle. And I'm pretty sure he has a very fun uh, weight loss journey to share with us too. So we're going to talk all about that. I've got a bunch more coming up in the Disney lineup too, so make sure you are subscribed here if you are not already, whatever platform that may be, so that you don't miss out on future episodes that are going to help you along your fitness and health journey. That's all I have for today, and I will talk to you on Wednesday. Bye, everyone. so much for spending time with me today and listening to the fitness empowerment podcast if you felt empowered to make a change in your life and take the next step on your health and fitness journey then please do me a favor and take a moment to share this episode with a friend who needs to hear this message this podcast is available via itunes soundcloud and anchor which shares to a multitude of other platforms so make sure you check out the platform that you enjoy most And if you really, truly do enjoy this content, then please do me another favor and go over to iTunes. Give this podcast a five-star rating and an honest review, and that will truly help the podcast to grow and reach as many people as possible. So thank you in advance for that. Also, if you know of someone, perhaps a friend or family member that has been through a huge struggle in their fitness and health journey and they have overcome that struggle, please pass them on to me. I would love to hear about their journey and share it with the rest of the world. Until next time, cheers to your next leap of strength.